The World Cup, on off the ball, covering the good, the bad, and, well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. The OTB Brief with Deliveroo. Food, we get it. Good morning, we hope you're well. It's Thursday the 1st of December. I'm John Duggan and this is the OTB World Cup Brief with Deliveroo as we bring you all the latest from Qatar. Now, what a night it was in Group C of the competition with Argentina topping the group. Great turnaround after the defeat to Saudi Arabia in the opening game and they were at their most impressive, I felt, last night against Poland. A 2-0 win, 73% possession, 12 shots on target to none and Lionel Messi missed a penalty in the first half. It was a harshly awarded penalty anyway against Poland and uh, Wojciech Szczesny, an amazing save and he was a real hero for Poland last night. But Lionel Messi, forget about that, he was excellent in open play dictating the game and... Argentina, I felt, are really now back in the competition. Like Lionel Scaloni, their manager, is not afraid to make switches. He made five changes for the second game. He made four changes for this game. He brought in Enzo Fernandez of Benfica into midfield. Uh, he brought uh, Julian Alvarez of Manchester City into the forward line. And Alvarez got the second goal after Alexis McAllister of Brighton got the first goal. Both of these goals coming in the second half. Poland, as I said, no shots on target. But they squeezed through because Mexico only beat Saudi Arabia by two goals to nil. So what happened there? Well, it was goalless at half time, and then Luis Chavez put an amazing free kick into the net from 30 yards out. That made it 2-0 uh, 52 minutes into the game after Henry Martin had given Mexico the lead, but they couldn't get another one. And in injury time, the Saudis pull one back through uh, Salem Aldasari. So disappointing for Saudi Arabia after the way they started the competition but ultimately class told in the end and were beaten by Poland and Mexico they can really have no complaints for Mexico it's very very disappointing for them the first time since 1978 they're out of the group stage um, and that streak of seven World Cups in a row reaching the last 16 is over for Argentina 22 appearances now for Lionel Messi and I suppose the good thing for them is the draws opening up for them because they have uh, Australia next on Saturday night and no disrespect to Australia but the Socceroos would never have expected really to get to the last 16 it's only ever happened once before back in 2006 when they had the likes of Tim Cahill and Harry Keel playing football for them they've players of no international class really at the moment but they have a brilliant team spirit a brilliant organisation brilliant energy and they beat Denmark by one goal to nil yesterday Matt Leckie with the goal on the hour mark and Denmark you got to say so disappointing uh, they haven't scored more than two games at a World Cup since 2010 it really punches a hole in the nation's league form and they've now what uh, yeah, just haven't won any matches at the World Cup recently uh, but for the Socceroos they've for the first time won two games now at a World Cup their manager, Graham Arnold, is a bit of a character uh, and they only had 31% of the ball, but they had a brilliant break with uh, Matt Leckie. They had more shots on target than Denmark and the goal was really well taken. So no stars for Australia. As I said, Leckie plays for Melbourne City, but they now play Argentina in the last 16. The other game in the last 16 then, out of this kind of bracket of games yesterday, is Poland to face the defending champions, France. I didn't feel that Didier Deschamps was right to pick a, a reserve team. I know they'd already qualified, but that could have been really disappointing for Australia if Tunisia had held on and if the Australia-Denmark game was a draw. 
So I don't know about the fairness of that. But anyway, Tunisia beat France by goal to nil. Wabi Kazri with the goal. Um, first ever competitive meeting between the countries. And to be fair to France, they did bring on all the big guns in the second half. But Antoine Griezmann's late goal was ruled out for by VAR. Um, they had 66% of the ball, France. But is it the best preparation for the knockout stage? Really playing two matches? You're going to have to look at the Denmark game to see France's lineup against Poland. That game on Sunday afternoon. So what we're looking at this Saturday, Netherlands against the USA at 3 Argentina against Australia at 7 and then on Sunday afternoon Poland uh, taking on France at 3 o'clock and England-Senegal at 7 o'clock in the evening what about today another exciting situation with Group F and Group E to be decided so Group F Belgium the golden generation getting rusty they need to beat Croatia that match kicks off at 3 o'clock and it's just all going so wrong for Belgium who finished third in the competition four years ago uh, their manager Roberto Martinez calling rumours of strife fake news that uh, phrase now entering the football sphere uh, Thibaut Courtois the goalkeeper branding uh, stories as invented and uh, Amadou Onana is suspended so Yuri Tillemans might come in uh, Luka Modric is only one booking away from a ban and yellow cards go to the quarterfinals folks so uh, Romelu Lukaku may start that's the team news um, Croatia have only lost once in their last 18 outings we know they scored four against Canada with Andre Kramaric scoring twice he's playing at Hoffenheim remember he's once played for Leicester um, he scored 20 goals in the Bundesliga two seasons ago six last season they're a mid-table team Hoffenheim uh, but Belgium really need to step it up. They really need to one last hurrah from this golden generation uh, because they've been very pedestrian. Like they had more of the ball against uh, Morocco, but in both games, Canada and Morocco have had more shots on target. And uh, that is symbolic. I think what is also symbolic is they haven't played Leandro Trossard, who's having an excellent season for Brighton, haven't started him. And there's been clashes on the streets. So just all going wrong for Belgium. Uh, Morocco have never reached a last 16 since 1986. Uh, when they narrowly lost to Germany at the World Cup. Um, they've only lost two of their last 41 games. They brought energy, verve and defensive organisation to that game against uh, Belgium. But not only that, also the game against Croatia in the opening round. Now Canada are out, they're playing for pride, but Morocco have that energy, I think, and they've yet to concede a goal in the competition. So a draw will be enough for them to go through and have to think they've got a really good chance of doing so. The Group E matches... Um, kick off at 7 with those earlier games kicking off at 3 so we have the Germans needing to win against Costa Rica remember they were beaten by Japan and then drew with Spain, Germany um, so what are they going to do up front so Nicholas Fulkruger came off the bench and scored easy striking option now, now plays for Werder Bremen 29 years of age it is an issue for Germany they did show character against the Spanish they did have more shots on target um, they did have 74% of the ball against Japan but they just need to finish the job here against Costa Rica it should be okay like Costa Rica didn't have a shot on target in two games until they scored uh, Keisha Fuller against Japan when they won that game 1-0 they'll probably employ a 5-4-1 uh, but their glory days of 8 years ago are behind them I think and uh, Francesco Calvo their centre back is suspended Leroy Sané could start for the Germans you'd have to think they'll win and you'd have to think that Spain will do them a favour by beating Japan and topping the group Spain need to get something out of the match it's not over yet uh, they can't take chances unlike France um, Gavi is an injury doubt Sergio Busquets could be rested he's also on a yellow 
Uh, Japan have got injury concerns of Ortaro Endo, Takahiro Tamiyasu of Arsenal and Hiroki Sakai. And Spain in their opening two matches have had 82 and 64% possession. They're going to dominate the ball. That might actually suit Japan who can try and hit them on the counter. But they made too many changes in the last game and I can only see one winner here and that's Spain. So those matches kicking off at 7. Remember, the OTB World Cup brief in partnership with Deliveroo delivering matchday meal deals throughout the World Cup. Deliveroo food. We get it. I'm John Duggan. Remember folks, OTB AM, our digital show kicks off at 7.30am this morning with Jurgle Roy and Shane Hannan and then we're on the radio on News Talk from 7 o'clock as always this evening don't forget we're back with the next instalment of the OTB World Cup Brief first thing tomorrow morning the OTB Brief with Deliveroo food we get it